for the brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT. Yes, sir. My name is AJ My Smith, name is strength coach, owner what? here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness podcast. Let's get it. Yeah, All right, welcome to episode three. Three episodes down or about to be down already. We have Troy back. Um, the, the solo episode went all right. Um, it was nice and short. Uh, I just want to say thanks to everyone for the feedback. Um, given that we only put out episode one yesterday, yesterday, uh, two days ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it no, wait. No, it was yesterday. All oh, right. And then I knocked out episode two by myself yesterday as well. So we put out two episodes yesterday. Um, the response has been awesome, um, and sort of. I don't know how we feel about Surprise, it. Surprises more than three people. Yeah, it's sense. surprising. Like we're making jokes throughout. Like, oh man, you're still chatting, and you know, three people are still listening. That sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been surprising. We're not sure how we feel about it. But thank you very much for everyone following along today. Troy's got to get out of here in uh, in an hour or so, so it won't be too long. Uh, and there's going to be, I think, a lot more to take from this and implement into your own trainings or your own way of thinking than just our story. Like I said in yesterday's one, it's important that people actually know like what we do and how we got into it and have a bit of context behind us rather than just like two random people that they know nothing about talking. Um, so episode one, very much needed. Uh, but today you'll be able to sort of take some of this, um, especially if you're a powerlifter, mostly if you're a powerlifter, you'll be able to take some of this um, and hopefully implement it and learn learn some stuff today. So that that is like, we're going to talk some shit. Oh, but always. That's, always. But that's, that's it's... Yeah, we still want to give like give people content. It's not just a Some time for us to information, fo- hopefully. Yeah, as well, yeah, so. exactly. Um, so today's episode is all about uh, powerlifting. Really, we do have a couple of listener uh, listener stories or listener questions. Sorry, um, that we're going to address at the end. But there's a big powerlifting theme today. So we are we're going to go over our um, GPC. What is, what is it called? GPC, Western Australian GPC State Powerlifting Championships. It needs a way shorter name, um, but that was, what, last weekend? Let's just go with States. That's states, yeah, GPC States. So that was last weekend. Um, we had six lifters across the weekend, so we had, uh, shit, who do we have Saturday? Yourself. So Troy lifted Saturday. We had Steve, Sally, and Laura. And then on Sunday, we had Caitlin, Katie, and Dylan. So seven. Seven of us. Yeah. Yeah, I kept forgetting you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Seven of <laughs> us. Um, so it was a big weekend. Uh, we were, shit, were we Cut. second most represented gym after Rucci's? The lifters. Lifters, total lifters. I reckon we'd been. We would have been up there, maybe Dungeon. Yeah. Tribe had a few. Yeah, Dungeon. Dungeon might have pipped us, I think, because they had a few of the big boys. Yeah, on the bigger boys, they would have had a few more. I, th- I don't think they had too many girls this year. Uh, that was like actually one or two, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty happy that we had seven up there. It's good. So we had, what, nine at Western Classic? Yeah. Seven. So we're doing all right. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm stoked, actually. Um, so seven lifters across the week. What would be your highlight, other than finally squatting 200? Oh, that's the only one I can that's really think of at the top of my head. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely the squat for me was the highlight. That was a big one I was chasing, getting the 200. Yeah. Um, and probably just overall, just didn't 
100% go to plan on the day for me, but I still um, managed to come away with a 20 kilo PB total. So I'll, nice, I'll, I'll nice, 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 nice. Um, I yeah, thought I thought your 200 was high. <laughs> Savage, eh? Uh, no, nah, that's just those <laughs> those angles you're filming from, mate. They they don't always dogging you hard. Yeah, I was just like, oh, it's high. He hasn't got it. And then I looked up. I was like. Oh, he's got one. Yeah, I think was, he got one red, eh? Yeah, I yeah. did. I was a little bit nervous as I come up going, oh, did I get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking so, take it, man, because oh, yeah. there'll be ones that you think you got and you you don't get. Yeah. Um, that's good, man. And then we had, um, so Sally picked up silver in the 75s, which is a mouthful. Um, silver to, to Amy Hapgood. Amy's probably like a fair bit above um, the rest of those girls in Definitely, WA at the moment, yeah. and she's still getting back to sort of, uh, I think, um, her best as well, so... Um, Sally ha- still had some people to beat in She's the seventy five. Making, making up ground, though. So yeah, oh, definitely making up ground for sure. Um, but yeah, so Sally Sally p- uh, picked up silver, and then um, the highlight for me um, was Big Dylan's um, eight ten total and the huge win. Day. Huge day for Big Dylan. Um, nine third from, overall as well. So. Third overall is even that surprised him. So he always had his eyes on winning the um, one two fives. Um, and uh, yeah, he managed to do it. Big three hundred kilo squat. Um, oh, well, two hundred like, kilo bench as well. We sort of sort of forget that. Yeah, That's so the we're, first time we're on bench... even now with, uh, with uh, the competition. Continues my squat against his bench press. So uh, <laughs> he had me by two and a half Jesus. kilos. We're even now, so it's back on again. So dude, his subtotals chasing my total total. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the highlight for me. Um, yeah, big win and, and a gold medal and a third overall, which was huge. That surprised him. Um, so well done uh, to all our lifters. It's always good that um, we can take up a team and they represent Jim so proudly on and off the platform. Um, it's good and, and everyone holds themselves well and, and you know is a good competitor. Um, it's really uh, like it makes me proud that they uh, they represent our gym. So there's um, a little bit of a, a review of the uh, GPC states um, for us. Now we're going to get into some. Um, the main topic today is beginner mistakes. At powerlifting comps. Um, before we get into it, we're just going to go into a bit of a backstory about um, our own lifting, our own coaching. Um, from from me, I like to focus more on the coaching side of it because I think I'm uh, even the powerlifting I have done. I'm still uh, I sort of feel like I'm a bit of a part timer. Like I, I like I I went and competed. I did competitions, but I wouldn't say I was competitive. You know what I mean? Like in your oh. weight class, you're competitive. Yeah. Well, I turn up and there's dudes like opening with. Hey, mate, like, you, no, what, no, but you, what, you, you know where I'm coming. Medal last, last I, competition, I, I mate. Do have a medal? I, <laughs> I do have a medal. Um, but yeah, for me, it's much more. I'm much more focused on my coaching. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I've learned a lot more from, from coaching people, seeing the mistakes they made. I think you do from coaching. Um, guys, to be honest, I've made mistakes myself, but um, I think yeah, looking at. Just being at enough comps and and seeing, especially the novice comps, which is really the the sort of target audience that we're talking to today. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, that's that's the side of it that that's taught me heaps. So. Yeah. Um, I think me, Troy and I's like story when it comes to powerlifting is pretty similar. Um, we both competed probably three or four years ago. We don't have to get into specifics. Yeah. That's what episode one was for. Uh, both competed three or four uh, years ago, maybe even five. Yeah, I wouldn't be... Four or five? Uh, Whatever it is. Um, And then we started taking um, powerlifters up. So I did a competition and then um, Sally, Karen, Jack came up and then Ryan did a comp with us. And then, you know, we slowly started 
to like organically build uh, the powerlifting team and the powerlifting side of Smith Fitness um, into like going to um, sanction comps now, the biggest yeah. sanction comps in the state, and we're second or third most represented um, in the state, which is yeah, like awesome. for me, it, it, it really is awesome. And it's it was never really a goal of mine. It just sort of, like I said, just Happened grew organically. Yeah. Grew organically because I was like, oh yeah, I like lifting weights and powerlifting's cool. I'll jump into a comp. Yeah, and then I realized, oh shit! Like what it started to learn, yeah, what it's really about. We're slowly turning into a powerlifting. And gym, yeah, we so. are. So. Um, <laughs> and then across what the last four years we've been at, pretty much every novice, every, every novice comp, comp the last two years, most of the sanctioned comps. Um, we don't really go too much in the push pull or anything like that. But push pull is probably the only one we don't. Yeah, we haven't. Um, but ladies of lifting, we've got novice lifters. I think I counted up. We probably had about 30 or so lifters, um, and that's not including like the people that you've coached as well, yeah. 30 or so lifters or members of our gym that we've sort of coached through, handled on the day, yeah. um, like through powerlifting comps um, throughout you know the last uh, three, four, five years. You know, we've started to pick up medals, and one thing I always say is like we turn up, like, cause there's a heap of people shifting a shit load of weight and people might even look at some of the records on our board and be like, oh, that's not much. But I'm like, where are you? Yeah. Like, where are you on the day? When it, like, put, put 12 weeks of good training together and yep. turn up and pitch up on the day. That's it. Um, and that's a big one for me, like, cause you can look at totals and, um, there's a few on there. Like, I know Josh is going to, um, knock out those hundred, uh, records, which I think yes. me and him share, or is it Jamie? Yeah, the hundreds and oh, the one tens, the one tens. He's going back for the hundreds, though, I think. Yeah, so, Josh. And those are probably the the more modest ones, I'd say, in the gym. And you've got like the one two fives, like Dylan's, like well, yeah, he's state champion now. So, yep, yep. and then like Steve's isn't too bad. He'll be pushing up towards six hundred, hopefully in the nineties. Yeah. Um, if he goes back into the nineties, seven hundred in the nineties, yep. which is starting like this is respectable, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people could see those totals and be like, oh, that's not much, but fucking turn up on the day then. That's put it. put your comp prep and, um, uh, into practice and turn up on the day. And a gym PB PB is very different. Yeah, to a yeah, comp yeah. PB too, so. Anyway, um, so a little bit of a backstory. Basically, we've trained uh, a fair amount of people through competitions, through their comp prep, yep. um, and handled them on the day. Um, we've still got heaps to learn, and that's oh, big time. Yeah, that very we're not great. we're not lost on the fact that we're new to powerlifting, yep. and obviously there's, um, I think. There's all there's always like that little, like the old meatheads have that like uh, these fucking new guys sort of mentality. Yeah. I don't know. I think it come it comes across like that. Yeah. And we probably will when we're the old meatheads. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably like that in any industry. Yeah. But that's it. You, do you feel that way as well? Like that, um, there is to a little bit. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe when I maybe first it's got just into right, it, but now I'm starting to see that that's maybe. It's not the case as much. So. At the end of the day, all the guys that we're coming through, yeah. we're, they're the ones at the comps. Like without us doing what we do and, and our lifters jumping onto the platform, yeah. there's not really, like there wouldn't be a sport. Yeah. Yeah. I think the experienced guys start to, when they see that you're passionate about what you're doing, you really genuinely love it. They, yeah, and they you, get, they get you've turned up more than you. once sort of thing yeah, as well. Yeah, they start so, to yeah. see, oh, well, not, not so much the, like, the local guys or anything, but more, you know, like you The top dog. You yeah. read the stuff online and it's all like new powerlifters this and they're going to be in and out and all that sort of stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah. We'll, we'll move on to uh, 
the main part of our podcast today. We've already gone 12 minutes, Troy. Jeez. That's not too bad. Not too bad, I suppose. Um, So let's get into it. So the the main uh, topic today is beginner mistakes at powerlifting comps. So number one. The, this is we're going to start way before it. Things start way before. Go right from the start. Right from the start before you're even on the platform. Before yeah. it's even comp week. All right. Yeah. So, the first mistake is following all your competitors on Instagram, which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. You might already follow them. You've got stuff in common. Makes sense, right? And then comparing their lifts to your lifts. Before you've even become a powerlifter, yeah. So you're not a powerlifter unless you've been on the platform. Some would say even novice comps don't count. Yeah. All right. But you can see it all the time. So and so lifts this. How does so and so do that? Yeah. So and so is doing this exercise. Should I be doing it? And just like that big comparison. And I think it's like it's not just powerlifters. It's probably a problem in society in general. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, you know they see you got people like tallying up their competitors' to- gym totals and like figuring out where they're going to place before they've even started their comp prep, before yep. they're even on the platform, before it's a big day. So my advice for that would be follow them, recognize that there's going to be people that are stronger than you. Yep. There's going to be people that you're stronger than. Um, at the end of the day, especially when you're getting started, it really is just you against you. Go out there. Do your best, try and hit some PBs and really just try and first get a total. So get on the platform and get a total, yep. um, become a powerlifter and then grow that total. That's just something you've done perfectly. So what was your first total? Uh, 425, I think it what was. What is it now? 520. So oh! Almost hit the 100 mark. Oh, mine's gone backwards. So yeah, <laughs> yeah you're dropping weight too over the... What was my first so. total? Two, 227... I think I mentioned 127. It was like 5.20. Yeah, right. And then it was... Are well, you hitting my total now at start? That's 5.20. And then I went up to... I think I got up to 5.70, but left a fair bit out there Yeah. on the on one of the deadlifts. Because, oh, yeah, it's funny. I could honestly say, though, if I was looking at other people's lifts and what they were doing when I first started, I probably wouldn't have competed. Yeah, mate. So, look, you know, dude. Like, I would have been so... It's ridiculous. Off. I think Yanni was in my weight class at that time, and he was deadlifting... Yeah, he'll ruin your life. 300 kilos for reps. He still ruins like, my life. Yeah. Um, so you can never... Um, Mate, you, you look at... And that's... And you can compare yourself. And I tell this... I say this to the guys um, in the gym all the time. You can compare yourself to the guy up the road. And that guy up the road is probably thinking the same thing to the guy in, overseas or um, over in the eastern states. Unless you're in the top 2%, there's someone that makes you feel like you should just definitely give up. And the, and big, I, the big thing with those... those guys that are lifting those heavy weights is a lot of time you look at how how experienced they are how many years they've been in the gym exactly um these guys are lifting huge numbers it's because they've been in the gym for years and years yeah yeah yeah. they've built the total like you have from exactly, four, so. 400 to 520 odd so yeah yeah that's that's one thing so just know and i i put up a post the other day about like running your own race yeah so cliche eh? fuck such a fitspo dick but um that's so bloody true isn't it yeah but so. it's like and I said, I think I said something like, go look at the 10K, uh, 10 kilometer world record. Like I'd just run a 10K in like uh, 57 minutes or something. Yeah. All right. So I can make all the excuses on the trail. Um, end of a big week, few hills. Did it in 48 yesterday. I was pretty happy with that. 
world record's like 24 minutes, 20, 27 minutes or something. Yeah. So you look at that and you're just like, why am I even bothering? Yeah. But you could take it two ways though. You yeah. can say, uh, you can go, oh, that's way too hard. I can never get there. Or you could be, that's actually achievable. Yeah. Like it's, oh, it's, it's, it couldn't actually be done. So. Yeah. I think it's, um, when you start those sort of comparison things, it's more, you should be comparing yourself to what you used to do so like you now yeah. you'd be like fuck remember when well i put it i showed you the other day i was like oh man your squat pb when we first put up the record board was 175 yeah and now it's 200 that was like 12 months ago if that uh yeah yeah 12 months yeah so compare you should be comparing yourself to that that's and that's all yeah not to someone else that's anyway fucking hell that's just number one yeah um number two real quickly common sense not having a plan program or coach now, I haven't always had a coach. Um, I am also, without sounding like a dick, an expert in strength and conditioning. Like, I've got five years under my belt. Yep. So, if someone's going to do it themselves, it should be someone like me. Um, I've hired uh, a coach before, Dan, your coach at yep. the moment. Um, and, I f- yeah, that was my biggest total when I worked under Dan. Yep. Um, so yeah. I if- could honestly say I wouldn't... I'd- yeah, I was just saying to someone yesterday. Actually, I would, I would never actually not have a coach now. Like that's yeah. just, um, no matter how much experience I get and how how much I know, I, I would, I think I'm always going to have a coach. From yeah. So, here. so, like, uh, mistake number two: not having a plan, not having a program. You got to be. You can't just go in there and be like, "I'm strong. I'm just going to do it on the day." And I think most people understand that. But what's that? What's that? The planning. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't plan to fail, what's yeah, that? yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember what it is. Somewhere you know what I mean yeah yeah that um, so yeah <laughs> obviously we do coaching as well like I said we've got um, a pretty well now we're pretty experienced in in coaching um, lifters from you know I want to get on the platform and they're sort of lifting you know the bar yep. 20 30 40 kilos um, and then like taking them all the way through to to novice comps and then most of the guys that um, do one novice comp want to do another one yeah um It'd be interesting to see, actually. I know um, what the stats are of people like doing one and dropping out and then coming back in. I'm sure, sure Dan and Paul look at that sort of stuff. They're yeah. pretty onto it like that. Um, so you're not having a plan, not having a program, not having a coach. Um, I'll definitely say hire a coach if you're going to invest enough time to, you know, do at least a 12 or eight week prep. Um, hire a coach for that time at least. Yeah. If not full time, there's plenty of ways to do it. We both do in-house and online coaching, so get in touch. We'll be more than happy to help you out um, and, yeah, get you onto the platform and becoming a powerlifter. Yep. Uh, number three, this one gets me so much, but you do have a good argument for it. Um, thinking, so, yeah, mistake number three, thinking you need to test your maxes so that you know, in air quotes, Yep. That you can do them on the day. Yep. Oh, mate, it you gets see, me. This, yeah, you do hate this one, don't you? I fucking you? hate it because it's I'm like... a little different to you on this My one, programming though. is like, all right, sweet. We're going to like build in volume, sweet. Build in intensity, yep. sweet. Like smash the specificity of it. Train to comp standard, still increasing the intensity, all right? Bringing up all this fatigue, all right? Yeah. Take away the volume and intensity to dissipate the fatigue. So, all right. Yep. Super compensation. That's the one. And then performance on the day is heightened. All right. Yeah. Sports science principles. Yep. And then people will want to come in 
like fucking 10 days out and just one rep max and I'm, oh, fuck, it gets me. <laughs> but it is, it's also one of those like um, gold standard sort of things. Yeah. So like, uh, and I talk about a lot with like gr- having groups, um, just because something is the gold standard. So for me, that would be a gold standard. Like, so you hit a new PB on the day, yeah. all right? Um, that's the gold standard. But in all practicality, what might get someone on the platform is knowing that they're going to be able to do well. That's it. And if that gets them on the platform, it might be enough reason to let them test their maxes. Yeah. And I'll I've, just go... I've had a few cases with that, with like, uh, especially a few girls, girl novice yeah. lifters yeah. Um, that are very, very unconfident. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the only time I sort of let that slide a little bit and... And even it's maybe not the complete one rep max, but you know something, something close that, to it. It's, where all, they go, it's oh, normally I'm like I need like to be able to do this. Yeah. Otherwise, for some unknown reason, they think that they sh- they don't belong there. That sort of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. And that's the like only a, time actually. Even though I think it's not the right way to go about it, it's that mental side of it. I yeah. think sometimes that you can. Oh, uh, and even that, better. like it's all it's all sports science theory, like. It's all, yeah, there's so much gray area when it comes to like heightening performance and stuff. And that's it. And with novice lifter and with girls in particular, they're not lifting huge loads and you still give, you can still well, give enough exactly time it. for a deload before yeah. they go out on the platform. So it's I suppose it sort of depends who you got. If you've got a yeah. novice who's lifting like above sort of novice weights, maybe it's going to be detrimental Yeah, yeah. that they sort of test it or there's a bit of a risk. But yeah, yeah like, you, like I said, you do have a good argument for that just letting them do it so that they've got the confidence yep. to actually get on the platform, which is, at the end of the day, that's the overall goal. That's it. So, yeah, for me, I like to plan things a little bit better yep. and have those sports science principles. Um, but there is times, yeah, it makes sense to. All right, number four, mistake number four. Um, and this goes for novices, but I definitely know that more experienced guys can probably not have to worry about this one. So not training to standard. Um in particular, squat depth and bench calls. Yeah. And also thinking that you can pause your touch and go benches on the day. Oh, that's a bad one to do. Terrible one. So I would always suggest, and I know there's there's high level um, powerlifters, like elite powerlifters that will train, they'll squat high on purpose, they're nursing yeah. an injury, that sort of stuff. They've got enough experience that on game day, they'll hopefully sink it. That's All it. right. But for the novice, they should... They should definitely be training to standard. So they should be yep. squatting to depth, if not past it, to just make sure that everything on the day is good, to just rule that out, put it out of the judge's hands, Yeah. basically. So always squatting to depth. Um, I don't think you have to do pause benches forever, but uh, yeah. it wants to be at least sort of like eight weeks out. Uh, I even go longer that with yeah. me. I'm pretty much just, as soon as someone says, I want to do a powerlifting comp. Yeah, well, now like, you got to right, pause them. Let's, yeah. let's get this. Um, I've always found uh, bench, pe- like... Because it just, because you'd like say it does throw you off, doesn't it? Like, bench, you, and even it, to calls in the gym, the calls on the day, it, they always seem forever. <laughs> Obviously, you've just done it like three heavy squats as well. Yeah. Um, I've always found bench to be like... Um, if I can hit what I've hit in the gym, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. That's just me. And bench, like, it's not like I'm a, a big natural bencher or anything like that. Yeah, but I'm the same as you on bench, um, I, I always want, especially novices, because uh, the bench is sort of that dick measuring comp sometimes. Um, 
you sort of got to rein them in a little bit. Oh, big time. Like, like the, the, the five ki- the, the five and seven kilo jumps and stuff. It's yeah. like, ah, let's make that two. Let's make that one five. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with the girls because, you know, they go from 40 to 50 is, I hope my math is right, that's like a 20% increase. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. a big jump, you know what yeah. I mean? So be careful of that when it comes to uh, your benching. Are Always gonna- bench with a, with a... A pause and commands if you can. Yep. Yeah. yeah, even like things like just finishing that last rep and holding it. Yeah. So you're waiting for that rat call as well, yep. things like that. Yep, yep, yep. And that's a yeah, that's another mistake down the line that we've got as well. Uh, number five, we're not going to spend heaps of time on it. And oh, actually, we might. I might talk about a little bit of what I've done. Uh, cutting weight. Oh, yep. Cutting weight for a novice comp. I don't. I've never done it for a novice comp. Oh, fuck, I don't know. It doesn't Am make I? any sense doing it for a novice comp. No. Nah. Which... So I cut weight. Um, recently, well, I was like 80, no, I was 91 kilos and I was like, I'll do, I'll go in the nineties. Yeah. And then I like over Christmas, I was, I sort of went up to about 94 and I cut weight, uh, like water cut, um, the week of down to, I went too far cause our scales are shit. Um, I got down to like 89. Yeah. All right. Was that detrimental to my lifting? Eh, probably not. Not as much as how shit my program was a little water beforehand cuts because be huge yeah because well my training wasn't out and out for powerlifting like I was like, I'll yeah. do the comp I'm going to be up there coaching and stuff anyway I'll do the comp but I water cut but for me it's also a learning curve so if someone comes to me and say I'm going to water cut I can give them a bit of guidance yeah. as to how to do it so it's it's sort of like a do as I say not as I do when it comes to that because yeah. I've done it. But for me, it's like, all right, how do how do these guys manipulate their body weight so much to be able to weigh in so much less, and then you know, refeed or put weight back on and then perform? So um, definitely do not cut weight. Definitely, definitely do not cut weight in a novice comp. Yeah. Definitely, definitely do not cut weight for a sanctioned comp unless you're gonna win. Yeah. I'll always, almost go that far as well. Or if you're going for... Re- I'll just say going for records. That's probably the one. Yeah, you're records really or you're going to win. That's the time to do it. Um, obviously, as you get more experience, yeah. So how many play times have you seen it. people go and do a weight cut, you know, reduce their calories to make that weight and that, and yeah. then not have as good days? It's just not conducive to, like, being... Like, doing your best on the day, really. No. Um, but, yeah, for me, the, the reasons that I have done it in the past, I've only done it twice... Um, where I've water cut the week of, um, is more to learn about it because it is part of the sport. Yeah. And no, and you know, you might get a, a good lifter that you can come in that comes in and wants to drop weight and and needs to drop weight to get into a weight class to have a crack at winning or have a crack at podium. Yeah. Um, then I can sort of steer them the right way rather than be like, oh, don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I like to jump in and, and it wasn't that hard to be fair. Nah, you did it pretty easy, so. Well, still Something hit a, still hit a good squat. Bench went, soon too, so. bench went to shit. Oh, you're putting a bit on. Yeah, I'm just oh, doing shit. Well, I thought I was going to have to, but yeah, no, I was right on the mark in the last comp, so. All right. Uh, let's go. We're going to skip down to this one. Not knowing the commands. Yeah. This is very much a novice. Fuck, there was one dude, man, at one of these novice comps. He was like pausing his squats at the bottom oh, and stuff. I was there for that Fuck, one. It was yeah. the best. And then I don't think, I think... Um, he kept getting red lighter for like re-racking the weight. Yeah. And then I don't think he deadlifted. He chucked the shits and just walked out. 
Oh, really? It was at the you old. This was at old PTC. Oh, okay. This it was is so. I was like, "What's he doing, bro?" And I was, and I saw the boys like, "Hey, man, you have to like, you just come back up. You don't have to wait for us to tell you to get out of your squat and stuff. Yeah. And then you have to wait for us to rack it." And he was sort of like, "I lifted it though," like that. And I was just like, "Oh man, yeah. You got to learn more than that." So, I think I feel like most people are onto it, but. And this this comes back to probably getting a coach and going to a gym. Yeah, exactly. Stuff you need yeah. to actually yeah. have some understanding. I think my first comp, I didn't really know the calls too well. I was sitting out the back. Oh, there is specifics I, to them. Yeah, there is specifics to them. The the pausing the squat one cracks me up. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, there's a difference between stuffing it up. Yep. And not knowing them, like they like not knowing them is not good enough, really. No, it's like going to play in yeah. footy and not knowing like what the rules are. Yeah, that that over that white line is out. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the same sort of thing to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, make sure you know the know the um know the commands and know the sort of the rules. Yeah. And I know uh, lifters always get told to read the rule book before comps. Um. Over here in the GPC. Anyway. All right. So they're sort of like the uh the pre. What would you call them? Pre competition day, fuck ups. Is that just mistakes? Just, that's just pre-comp, isn't that's it? just yeah. pre-comp. So now let's. That's why I jumped to that last one. Um, so now let's go to fuck up number six or seven, wherever we're up to. Warming up for ages, <laughs> rather than keeping it exactly the same or similar to yeah. training. Yeah. So I see this all the time um, because lifters will get there, especially if they're in like, especially if they're in um, like flight two or three. Um, and they're just warming up forever. And I, I, I'm always, obviously I don't see lifters from other gyms warm up and I don't know how they warm up. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that people from Smith's Fitness don't warm up heaps. <laughs> um, but I'm always like, hey, you don't need to start warming up an hour before you're lifting if you don't normally warm up an hour before That's you're lifting. Yep. Keep it as, as close as you can to what you do in training as possible. Yep. Because what happens is they'll warm up They'll start with the empty bar and then they'll be looking at you like, oh, I've done my last warm up, and it's like 25 minutes before the flight started. And yep. then you're like, we'll do it again. <laughs> yep. And then maybe again. So keep it as close to training as you can and really try, try and time it. Most comps probably aren't going to start when they say they're going to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always like, yeah, starting at nine and then it's 10 past. And yep. it's five past. So be careful with that. Um, yeah, and if you don't, you know, if you don't foam roll before, don't start foam rolling comp day. Yeah. Stuff like that. Just yeah. keep it exactly the same. Do the same exercises. As I think we're going to talk about after as well as about um, what you're eating and stuff as well. It's, you know, it's keeping it as specific to what, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you start having to have all these like energy that's, drinks and stuff and you're not having what That's sort of the next is, one. That's, yeah, that's sort of the next one as well. So warm ups, guys, if you're out there. Keep them exactly the same as training Yep. Um, as best you can. Um, we'll go to number eight on this one and then we'll go to, uh, we'll go back. So, and I see it every now and then because um, I, I normally like jump on the mono or like load plates and, and sort of uh, just help lifters out like that are lifting with our lifters, like warming up, sorry. Yeah. So if they're out the back and they're on the mono, I'll be on the mono, what number you got, jack it up, that sort of stuff. Change the plates just to make it run a little bit smoother. Yeah. Um, and even if it's just for the sake of our lifters, it, it helps helps us to help them, um, which makes sense. Um, and it's it's normally pretty good out the back there in, in the warm up area. So, um, but 
you, you sort of see people really apprehensive about jumping in. Yeah. Um, especially from if there's like a group of people that know them, know each other, they're working together, there's a good little flow. People, especially on squats, I find this, because after that it's sort of loosened up a bit, but they don't want to jump in or they're apprehensive to sort of say, oh, can I warm up on that? Or yeah. they don't want to change the plates and they'll go, oh, I'll go over here. So then, you know, they're warming up out of a rack. They're warming up with a different barbell. They're, you know, the rack's not at their height. Yeah. Um, like I try, I'm trying to ask people, I'm like, if you need the height lowered, like let's lower it. That's it. Like that's what the monolift is for. Yeah. Um, and there's three of them out the back um, at the boys' gym where, where everyone warms up. So don't be apprehensive about jumping in and just being like, can I work in? Can I warm up here with you guys? Do you know how to use this? Especially yeah. the mono. Because, like, man, when I first started, I was like, what the fuck's going on with this thing? Oh, it still confuses me sometimes. Yeah, so, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm still not sure about the whole, like, arms in, arms out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I, I just, if, when people are warming up, all right, what number you at? Jack it up. Yeah. Um, what weight do we need? And always have to, like, fucking use my brain because yeah. it's always, like, five or ten kilos more than what it looks yeah, like. Never be afraid to jump in and just ask. Do not be afraid. Just ask someone, um, do you know how to use this monolith? Can you open the gate for me? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big one because you don't like you, you've done a whole heap of hard training. It's a big day. You don't want to be let down because you couldn't warm up properly because you know there was three it. other people like warming up there before you. Yeah. So don't be. And I see it. I see sort of people being tentative, and that's probably more of a uh, like a personality trait, that Definitely. sort of thing. So yeah. you're there. That's you know, what can it's, help. Once it's, again, go back to having a coach. Can having a coach. Because we'll just jump in and go, yeah. hey, she's just going to jump in here and quickly. That is exactly it. Um, all right. So, number seven, overdoing stimulants. Oh, okay. So, what we were talking about this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, we sort of missed food. I'll probably yeah. say, like, we'll chuck that in here. Keep your food exactly the same as training. Yep. Um, you might want uh, a little bit more because it's a big day. So, more food, but more of the same food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, foods that's going to sit in your guts well is probably another thing. So, like, don't go out and have, you know, think, oh, I need all this energy for how the day. Ma- I'm going to have a massive big breakfast. How many people How many people have got, have not taken food, gone and had pasta cup and been like, fuck, don't yeah. feel good. Heaps of people would have done that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I'm big on foods you can just eat and it's not going to sit in your guts. So I'm always big on bananas. I have carb powders and stuff. I know that yeah, it's yeah. just going to be... Yeah, I stuff that you've used before and that you it's know gonna is going to keep my be... energy up, but it's not going to feel sick in my guts as well. That's exactly it. Nothing worse than that. Or one, make sure you take food as well. Yeah. That'd be another mistake. Yeah, you need food. Yeah. Take food on the day that you know you can stomach. Yeah. Take a fair amount of it, even if there's leftovers. Who cares? I think the one that gets me is the, yeah, like you're saying with the coffee before and lollies and sugar. Yeah, so um, the stim- so, the so that, that was what this, this one was um, in the old notes here. Um, it was overdoing stimulants, so you just see people just jacked up and almost jittery, yeah. and it just, especially for um, novices, which is you know who we're talking to here, um, it just adds to that anxiety, adds adds to the pressure, yeah. Um, and then you see them on their squat, and then they'll like, for some reason, that's when they'll fuck up a call, yeah. Or you know they'll rack it, bef- yeah, they'll rack it before they're supposed to, all that sort of stuff. So just. You know, if you're used to taking stimulants pre-workout, all that sort of stuff, that's fine. I would that's... say, I would say, the best ways to do it would be probably before you warm up for squats. Yep. And then, sort of through deadlift, uh, through bench press. Yep. 
like, I would say that oh, that last comp, it was a coffee at the start of the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I had any stimulants throughout the rest of the day. Mate, and at the end of the day, they don't make you stronger. Felt, I felt better going into my last deadlift than I'd ever felt. So yeah. I, that's my new... I had no sugars, but no lollies. Yeah, I, I would, up yeah. on banana and carb powder. Um, I felt freaking great. Yeah, and and recovery-wise as well. Carbs are the key. Best I've ever pulled up. So. Yeah, you didn't feel trashed. Nah. Yeah, that's good. Until Sunday. Uh, even then, man. <laughs> even after a few beers on the Sunday yeah. night, we still... Yeah. Saturday night, sorry, still felt pretty good. Yeah, Size sweet. of foot. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Troy nearly broke his ankle at a Millen Collin concert the day after he competed. It was hilarious. I'm sure you've all seen it. <laughs> I put it on Instagram. It was funny. Um, so yeah, so don't overdo the stimulants. Keep it the same as training. Sensing yep. a theme here. Um, Keep it all. Same yeah. All right. We went through that one. Oh, this one. So, where are we at? 36 minutes. Yeah, it'll be about an hour, I reckon. Be about an hour. That's where we want it. Um, what are we looking at? This one got me. And I have to apologize to Caitlin, Uh-oh. who did this yeah, at States. Um, and I had left because Lenny was crook. I'm big on this one too. I, so. I, I came home. So, um, we had yeah three lifters up there. Um, and I was like handling Caitlin and Katie. Um, and Lenny was crook, so I came home on Sunday and sort of, after their squats, they all squatted, they were looking sweet, um, and then I think, yeah, Danny was up there, Danny and Sally were up there, so I was like, oh, yeah. just make sure, you know, like, help them out, and I think Danny lifted out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I bailed after, um, squats to come home and help Kelly out with Lenny, um, man, she was chucking up all over the place. Um, but yeah, going up, so this is mistake, we'll call them fuck up, number 10, this is in no order at all. Um, still going up after missing a lift. Um, so, yeah, I apologise to Caitlin because I would have been in her ear saying, oh, don't go up. There's a few that have done it as well. Yeah, so oh. She's, Caitlin's not the only one. Have I done it? Well, I just felt bad because I should have been, like, as a as a coach and handler, I should have been like, oh, no, no, no. I, I was watching it live and I was like, please don't go up, please don't go up. Oh. And she went up and I was like, oh, I hope yeah, she makes Yeah, so this, very so. sorry, Caitlin. Now you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Good learning So, experience. yeah, not, not going up when you miss a lift. And I feel... And th- there's two ways to think of this. There's missing the lift. Especially if it's your opener. That's that. That's that's probably the biggest thing. If yeah. Oh, if it's your opener, o- yeah, if it's an opener, for no sure. There's no way in the world. That oh, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's, you just disregard it if it's a second. Yeah. And you just, and you, you just end up with your opener, don't that's you? That's it, exactly. But, yeah, this one, it's, uh, there's two, yeah, two ways to think about it. If you miss it by uh, missing calls... Yep. Which is, uh, that's what Caitlin did. Yep. She missed the calls. Like, she benched it. I think it was 57. Yep. She benched it easy. But she, uh, I think she jumped the start command. And then, like, halfway down, she was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Nearly went back up that's to wait right. for it again. And then came back down. Benched it. Piece of piss. Yeah. Um, I, I think she racked it early on purpose because she knew she'd already fucked up. But she benched it easy. So, there's that way of thinking about it. And then there's, the other way of thinking about it is actually missing the lift. Yeah. Like, not getting lift on... Um, like a, a lack of like if it's in the squat maybe you miss depth yeah Um, or you know you didn't pause it long enough or you jumped the call because it was too heavy yeah. that sort of thing I think people are less likely to go up in that regard yeah because um, that's it's the a, depth one though st- I still see people like they'll go up even if they oh, miss it on depth that's crazy Um, but yeah it's it's I would always just suggest just do your opener again and then if that feels really good, did I say it to you? It might have been. Um, if that feels really good, then 
then you can jump to your third. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you might say you've got 100, 110, 120, and you miss 100, do 100 again as your second. If it felt really good and you nailed it, you know you can. Then you can go for a big jump. Then you can go to 120. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to bomb. Yeah, you still got to score on the board. Yeah, or even go for, like, I, I sort of call it a two and like 2.5 attempt. You know what I mean? Like a... So you're going somewhere between your second and third? Yeah, yeah. 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 A two and a half attempt or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I definitely suggest do I'll, not go up if you miss your opener. I'm even big on my seconds with that for me. So yeah. I always look, overall total is everything. That's so it. It's, it's People chase chase those numbers. Chase eh? those first numbers on one lift when yeah. you look at the whole day. If yeah, you can yeah, walk yeah. away with a, to- a PB total, then that's a win. That is exactly it. Um, I hope this is helping, guys. We're on to the last one. Um, and this one, oh, it's, it can go sort of, you can think of this again in, in a couple of ways. Um, especially for a novice, I just think there should be, unless you get an absolute cowboy as a judge, there just should be, you just should not have an opinion about the judging. <laughs> yeah. I heard one, uh, a while back and, um, I think it's Zoe Kruger from Muscle Pit. I think she'd just done big dogs yeah and then was it a novice comp it might not have been a novice comp that she did and then yeah she red lighted someone and you know they were like oh definitely like i definitely got to depth and i was like no 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 <laughs> like you haven't been in the game like if i if someone says like someone like her says like no it wasn't then it wasn't yeah you know what right. i mean yeah. like she just she just refed at the biggest comp of all time yeah like you just got you can't have an opinion on it that's it yeah that's just one example and that sort of made me think yeah that we'll chuck that in the list just if someone red lights you ask them because they'll tell you yeah like they're all all the judges are pretty sweet and you will get ones where you think oh today's a little bit tougher yeah but then today's a little bit tougher that's it fucking consistent yeah yeah that's it but it's it's not going to do any good you're going to get like we it's already come up here you're going to get lifts like when i thought oh it might have been a bit high yep you got it i was definitely and there's going to be yeah there's going to be ones (laughs) (laughs) there's going to be ones that you get given and there's going to get ones that you feel you get robbed on yeah but i just feel like um for a novice to have an opinion about it just put it out of your mind yeah and that goes back to train to the commands as well yeah yeah because most of the guys judging have been in the game long enough that they're interested enough to go and do a referee's course. Um, so they don't need like novice people sort of thinking. Telling them that they're not doing their job. Telling them right. that they don't know what they're looking for or that, yeah. Yeah. That their, their calls were shit. So definitely don't. It was just funny in that regard. I was just like, you and know. And I think a lot of times. You know where she's just been refereeing? Like. A lot of times the emotion <laughs> on the day is. Oh, well, it's they, that you know, too. They get a little bit of like carried away. It's that too. Thing. But just, yeah, ask the judges and they'll let you know. Yeah. So that is mistakes that's us done that's all i can think of you can, can you think it's of anything else not off the, straight off the top of my head yeah we went over most things so yeah don't follow your competitors have a coaching plan don't test your maxes too much i think the biggest thing at the end of the day you look standard. at it is being really consistent with everything you're doing yeah and, that's it and having a plan having and i think a lot of time we went back to having someone help you like a coach or someone to that's perfect, guide man. you through so that's exactly it all right, let's get into some more powerlifting before we go to nutrition. Um, some more powerlifting. So this was sent in from Sally. I'm pretty sure this is... Can you hear that? Yep. <laughs> Who's that? 
rubbish truck. Oh god. All right. Sorry about the rubbish truck. I'll send a uh, strongly worded email to not do it on a Tuesday. Um, here we go. So Sally wants to know about powerlifting federations. Don't we all? <laughs> now, the best place to go and look this uh, to go and look this up. So she wanted to know the difference between the powerlifting federations. Um, one, there's way too many. Um, again, I don't even feel like we've been in the game long enough to have an opinion about it. Yeah. So we just compete where we compete. Yep. Um, we like the way the comps get run. I think there have got to be some of the best in the world. Have I been to any others? No. But no. I see others. Have you been an APU comp? No. Nah. No, me either. So. I haven't been to any. GPC and the boys' novice ones. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, like, I'm, I'm hoping to get out to the uh, Capo, oh, the um, WAPA ones, because yep. I think um, Dill and Danny are going to do that. But, um, but yeah, that's insane. that's yeah, that's just it makes sense to, when you're in Perth, you're gonna lift WAPA or GPC, yep. really? Or well, I guess you APU. Say, yeah, APU now yeah. As well. I mean, powerlifting Australia is not doing much in Perth at the moment. No, I haven't heard about it, so yeah. um, yeah, for us, you know, most of our or well, yeah, majority, if not all, have been GPC. Yep. Um, so let's go through the federations that are in Australia. That actually, you know, are active. Um, there's GPC, which is one we do. So GPC is here we go. It's untested. Okay. There is specialty bars. Raw division has wraps. Yep. And you lift out of a monolift. What else is there? Your toes can be up, uh, your heels can be up in the bench press. They're the big ones that people care about, right? Yep. That's. Uh, then you've got WRPF, World Raw Powerlifting Federation. So many, are they acronyms? Is that what they're called? So I think WRPF is uh, WPC. So that is, um, oh, and 24 hour weigh-in for GPC oh, as yep, well. Yep. I think um, WRPF is very similar I'm not looking at uh, yeah they're all they're all very similar so specialty bars 24 hour weigh in um, this is off oh. oh okay um so that's WRPF WRPF I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure if that is um, what powerlifting WA is under or is that capo see I'm confused yeah, by I'm this confused as well by that one too, so then there's capo as well um, which I'm not sure about Capo. I'm, I think it's to specialty GPC, bars, monolift. Same? I don't think it's any difference to GPC. Same as GPC, I'm pretty sure. But then you've got the other sort of two or three, if you want to call them. It's really two. Um, the IPF, uh, which is drug tested. Yep. Sleeves. No wraps. No wraps. So sleeves. Feet have to be flat. They use one bar and a Leco power bar. Yeah. Oh, actually, you can use Rogan stuff now as well, but it's normally it's one bar. It's the same bar for all three lifts. Yeah. Uh, there's no monolift, so that's the one you'll see uh, Ray Williams doing. For yep. most of you guys out there, that's yep. the ones Ray Williams is doing. Um, and then so I the the IPF used to rule over uh, like the national um, federations. That, that everyone had like a every country had like an affiliate 
Yeah. And that was Powerlifting Australia. But Powerlifting Australia, there was a whole heap of shit that happened with the board. That's right. Actually got booted out of the IPF. So it was an affiliate. So they, they, the Powerlifting Australia would be run the same rules, regulations as the IPF. So drug tested sleeves, feet flat, mono, no specialty bars. Yep. Um, and then the Powerlifting Australia got booted out of that. I think they're in the process of getting back into it or they already have. Sorry if I don't know. But Powerlifting Australia still ran their own comps. I think they just went with the same sort of rules. Yeah. It was all the same, but they just ran it themselves. They weren't underneath the IPF banner. That's right. And then you've got APU. Yep. Uh, which Paul has taken hold of and is starting to grow. Drug tested. You might have to go. we got an APU lifter now. Yeah, we gym, do. So. Yeah. Um, Stephen's come down, so we'll be up there soon as well. Yep. Um, drug tested. Feet flat, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Yep, it's yeah. Feet flat. Feet well. flat. I think it, yeah, well, it's IPF. Yeah, it's pretty isn't much it? Yeah. So no monolith, no wraps, no specialty bars. Yep. Yeah. I hope that's cleared things up. Um, what I forgot to mention at the start, um, before I got confused about everything, like everyone else does, if you go on powerliftingtowin.com um, and search in their powerlifting federations, there's actually like a, um, what would you call it? A graph? Graph? What'd you call that? Table. Table. There's a table with all like the rules and regulations. Um, I forgot to mention APU, IPF, Powerlifting Australia, two hour weigh in as well. Yeah, that's two right. hour weigh in. So it does make a difference. All right. Where are we up to? About 50 minutes. Not too bad. Hopefully you learned something from that as well. But yeah, Powerlifting to win. Look up those federations and you'll be able to see. There's some funny ones on there. Um, some some uh, very different sort of protocols when it comes to running a powerlifting comp and those are the main ones as well there's some backyard ones on there that'll crack you up yeah right yeah um all right so this one was sent in from kirsty um and she wanted to know about ruining your metabolism from eating too few calories now oh shit i <laughs> that's why i sent back on instagram i was like oh <laughs> can of worms anyone yeah, yeah. Um, oh there was a couple of can of worms on there whenever but, you do a nutrition thing it's gonna be fun. yeah man it's like nice. i always preface whenever I'm, someone will come up to me and be like do you like milo and i'll be like i'm not a nutritionist eh? like i'm that i'm <laughs> that quick to say it they'll be yeah. like you want some lunch man I'll be like don't know about diets that much man i don't have answers for you yeah. um i'm that quick it's a bit of a running well not really a running joke but i always tell people i'm a strength and conditioning coach um not a nutritionist. Um, yeah. I definitely, I'm a, I am big on people staying in their lane. So obviously I've been doing this long enough that I know how to help people. Yep. But if people think I'm an expert in nutrition, I don't feel confident telling people I am. Yep. When it comes I'm to strength saying. and conditioning, yep. I'm probably only just confident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, on that. But I'm definitely... And that's uh, not a nutritionist. Both, and I think I'll, we both just stay on that, the simple principles. Oh, it's so simple, man. Too. Like, uh, when do we have to get over, like, who who is there? Where where are they where you have to get into the intricacies of it? Yeah. Really, yeah. where are they? They're not they're not in the gym. That's they're, it. They're people that don't exist to us. You know, the people that exist to us is like, you know, portion control, stop eating like a dickhead on the weekend, you'll probably be better. Yeah, All right, but <laughs> without dumbing it down too much, we both thank God that we're not nutritionists especially when it comes to all the shit that goes on in that realm. So yep. strength coaches, PTs, ex-phys, we can help you. Um, so the big one for me is ruining your metabolism. Now, I wouldn't um, call it ruining. We know when there's a caloric uh, deficit 
that our resting metabolic rate decreases. Um, We know that. We also know through the thermic effect of food, when we increase our calories, our resting metabolic rate actually increases. But those increases and decreases don't change as much as the calories do. If they did, you'd never put on weight, you'd never lose weight. That's right. So yes, when you reduce your calories, your metabolic rate does decrease, Yep. but not to the same extent that you won't lose weight. So um, had a bit of a look up on this, and it was actually good. Like I said in uh, episode one, you learn from just this question. Yeah. I was going down rabbit holes, mate. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. Um, so there was a experiment called the Minnesota Experiment in like uh, the, at the end of the war, World War II. Um, they basically got a whole bunch of people, halved their calories, um, they lost a shitload of weight, and they saw that their resting metabolic rate went down by about 40%. Yeah. Now, the argument was that with that new slowed metabolism, after the calorie restriction, yeah. so they lifted the restriction, they all, like, they gained back excess weight as yeah. they went back to, you know, their normal way of eating. Yeah, right. Now, this makes... So, there was a guy... And I was actually on um, some guru's website reading up about this. And I, he actually sort of proved himself like it, it was sort of invalid. Because for me, I would say like, all right, cool. Let's just call it 3,000 to 1,500. Yep. All right? So, they're on 3,000. They went into the study. They had 1,500 calories. They lost all this weight. All right? Their metabolism slowed down by 40%. Then, just like that, floodgates are opened... They're going, they go straight back to 3,000. Yep. We know now that there's like a, main, a maintenance sort of level that increases and decreases as we lose weight, as we change our caloric intake. So the fluctuation made sense because when you look at a maintenance level, their maintenance level had slowly come closer to the 1,500 mark. Yep. And now all of a sudden they've blown it out yeah. when, the, when the, um, the study was finished. And they're so far above their maintenance that, of course, they're going to put it back on. It makes sense that they would. That's it. So that's my argument when it comes to it. So you've got to look at um, doing things slowly. Slowly. So yeah, the argument for me is that baseline has been adjusted. Yep. So their base, their their maintenance calories shouldn't go back to pre-study. You know, it's been decreased now. Exactly. So the big thing, and we both agree on this, is your you know, one, you're probably not damaging your metabolism. It fluctuates yep. with uh, how many calories you're having, um, your body weight, your lean body mass, that sort of stuff. And this could be, we could talk about this for ages. Yeah. It's pretty much the crux of fucking weight loss. Yeah. Which, I, like we said, not nutritionist. <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think if you're really worried about this, if that's something... It's probably so minute. It's so well, minute, probably, man. Probably the first thing I'd do is actually... Find out how many calories you need yeah. as that basal metabolic rate. Find that out first. Yeah. Um, and if you're miles away from that, you're having way too less calories, start jumping that up. And obviously, this is going to help getting a trainer. Yep. Start getting those calories to increase a little bit over time, yep. over the you know weeks, months, what it is, to get you back to that level first, yep. and then restart from there. I think that's and the way I'd go about it. I would say that you're probably not damaging your metabolism. Yeah. If you think that it's your metabolism that's causing you not to lose weight, most of the studies now are saying that you're probably under-reporting how much you're eating. 
Yep. So people say, I'm eating nothing. Yeah. These like, I'm eating 1,200. And that's why it's really important and then, to find out yeah. actually how much you actually and are then eating, how much you need to eat. They put a, this little, I've got a slow metabolism. Yeah. And then it's like, well, nah, you're probably under-reporting. Yeah. Under-reporting the calories, overestimating um, the energy expenditure. That's it. So um, the metabolism does slow down as you eat fewer calories, uh, but not as rapidly that you can eat nothing and not gain weight. That's it. <laughs> um, and like we said, do things in very small deficits. Yep. So don't go and halve. percent Yeah, don't go and start halving so. your calories. So that is basically it. We're going to be underneath an hour, man. That is how we like to do things. Now, hopefully you guys take something from that, um, especially you guys are wanting to get into powerlifting. Um, there are a few of our sort of observations and our own mistakes. What mistakes are those of you have made? We should have gone into that. The first, I, I made a mistake. My first squat was a, a missed squat, actually. The very first squat. Um, so actually, oh, what, probably, in your first comp? First comp, actually, it's, it is a big one. Is Yeah, yeah let's, go, let's go over this. It's going, oh, now we're going to be over last, an hour. Last little thing, but uh, so uh, making sure... Keep your nerves in check a little bit and understand yep. that you've got 60 seconds to make the lift. That's probably... Oh, dude, I that's the huge. first thing... Uh, I think it was Yanni was out the back and he saw how nervous I was. He came up to me and goes, just just relax, man. Just remember, you've got lots of time. Don't rush it. 60 seconds first thing is I did, so long. I went rush straight out there. Didn't look up. Didn't even look at the crowd. I just straight down. It. Didn't wait for the uh, start call on my squat yep. and just squatted. Yeah. So I missed my first squat just from... Um, yeah, and I looked at the time, I would have gone at about 56 seconds, so I just rushed in there. Yeah. So take a couple of deep breaths. Look you know up, what gets me the all the time? Um, I always train with my thumb loops on. Oh, do and you? I always get told to undo them. Yeah, yeah. But it like calms me down. So now I almost do it on purpose. So it almost makes you just. So like I'm there and I'm like, you know, doing those ones where you really grip the bar and getting your grip in and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think um, Jesse was the. I think Jesse was the um, head judge, the last last comp, and he's like, "Oi, thumb loops!" Yeah. So I have to stop, take my thumb loops off. Yeah. Normally look at the clock, realize I still got like forty seconds left, and it sort of calms me down. Yeah. And takes my nerves away. I've done that at probably like four comps. Yeah. Four They're like, "Oi, yeah, fucking learn that. that you're supposed to have your thumb loops off." No, but I would that I just leave them on for some reason. Yeah. And then yeah, oi, thumb loops. And it calms me down, and then I can concentrate. Oh. If you're like me and you're an anxious stress head, yeah, uh, the old. Couple of deep breaths always really helps. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. realizing you got so much time, just actually. I'm always there. I'm always there. Like, take your time. Yeah. Be patient. That's wait for the calls. Yeah. Those ones. Um, what else have, have you gone up when you shouldn't have? No, I've been pretty good on that one. Nah. I think so. You I'm bombed just, any, You I'm, bombed any comps? Uh, no. Nah, I'll fucking bomb a comp every now and then, yeah, mate. Yeah. I haven't gone nine from nine though, so that's, that's really that's, that's a big goal for me. Um. Yeah, I've. I didn't go up, but I missed my bench opener twice. Oh, wow, yeah. And then I just fucking, oh, I'm not going to get it on the third. Didn't even bother. Oh, really? You just yeah. didn't do it? Yeah, so I it was, a, it was only a novice comp. I think it was 135, um, and I'd benched. Uh, I'd so benched that's, it. That's another thing we didn't go over. Your openers is probably choosing your right openers. Yeah, not yeah, Not jumping yeah. the gun, going something to close to what your one rep max is. Or yeah, just yeah. Uh, making sure you can make that first Do you think is. that's a mistake that novices make, though? I've seen it happen. Oh, it's probably more seconds that it does happen, isn't it? That yeah. They jump the gun too hard on a second, but... 
I think most I've of seen, them... No, yeah, I've seen people go too hard on their openers. You shouldn't be grinding out your no, openers. No, no, you definitely shouldn't be grinding so, out your openers. You want to be able to do a triple on your on a bad day with your opener. Exactly. You just know you can do it, even if you fuck it up. So. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's that's a good one. I don't think I've made any other mistakes. Like Obviously, I, said, I went into um, that I cut weight, but it was more from like a, a learning experience as a coach. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the other one's probably mistakes and... Like training to stand up. I think we could probably give commands more in training. I'm big on that. I like yeah. all my clients as well. I'm, I'm, I just make them do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually most of my, yeah, most of my clients have been pretty good with that. They don't Sweet. get besides maybe Dom with rack, rack oh, yeah, commands yeah. on bench press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frustratingly, but most of them have been pretty good with that. So okay. I probably made more mistakes than my clients, which is good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. See, I yeah, I haven't had too many complete fuck ups in comps, which yeah. is good. Um, no squat depth issues. Yeah. Nothing like that. I've I've gone for a few. Like I had probably my biggest mistakes on that last comp. I had, you know, ass coming off the bench. Yeah. Slipping yeah. on my deadlift. Yeah. Um, got called. First time I've ever got a red light for depth on a squat. That was yeah, that one. Yeah, should have so, got two. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's more like just being over-eager on deadlifts and missing third deadlifts, um, nice. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, we're over an hour now. Anyway, yeah. if you are a novice lifter and you're in the Rockingham area, and you want to get into powerlifting, there is no better place uh, to do it than Smith Fitness. That's it. There's nowhere with coaches with more experience in the Rockingham area, um, and there's no team like we have in the Rockingham area. So, um, if you're thinking about getting on the platform, hopefully those things have helped. Yeah, it's growing at the moment too. It's we growing. Have a few more lifters coming oh, through. Oh, dude. So. Yeah. The the guys that have come down, we've got three competitive powerlifters have joined in the last week. Yeah. Um, so we're doing something right in that regard. So if you're like them and you like slinging weight and you want to get on the platform where it really matters, um, get in touch, uh, with myself or Troy, um, and come down to Smith's fitness. I always tell people the best thing to do is to just turn up, like bring your belt, bring your shoes, your yep. sleeves, just turn up. Everyone gets a free trial. That's um, it. we don't like shoving paperwork down people's faces. Yep. Um, we'd like to chat with you about what you want to do and, and talk about what you've done in the past and. And sort of uh, point you in the right direction when it comes to uh, being a, a competitive powerlifter. Um, so you can find me at Smith's underscore Fitness on Instagram. Yep. And you can find Troy at Troy Abbott PT. Sweet. I'm trying to get like a, a sign-off sort of thing. Yesterday I had um, oh, keep no. What, what did I say? It was like. And stay busy getting strong. Yeah. Something like I was just that. Thinking, yeah, how hard is that to put busy getting strong in there? It, it is sometimes hard. <laughs> so uh, there it is, guys. If you're a powerlifter in the Rockingham area, come and see us. I'm going to think about that one. Keep being strong. And, <laughs> and keep uh, being strong. Busy. Keep being busy being keep strong. Keep being busy being strong. Peace. <laughs>